Purge marches on. Today I'm talking about the Forever Purge. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about The Forever Purge, which is the latest in the Purge franchise, which just keeps on going strong. And it sounds like they've got another one in the pipeline because it keeps this franchise keeps making money, uh, they keep making the movies for relatively cheap, and they keep doing pretty well, so no reason to stop. But this is the most recent, and it's actually the most... It's a direct sequel to technically to The Purge election year, and you'd think it, you know, considering the, how unsubtle the series politics have been from the beginning, they would have something bigger to say this time around. So let's see if they did. It's sad but true that the Purge franchise had a lot to work with the past few years. In a world where the alt-right was gaining footholds in internet culture and the Trump administration was making the worst right-wing impulses public policy, a day where everyone is encouraged to purge their worst instincts led by a government-funded assassins and a party called the New Founding Fathers sounds more feasible than ever. So I was curious to see where the franchise would go in its latest installment, The Forever Purge. After the events of the Purge election year, the New Founding Fathers have retaken the government and reinstituted the Purge, as a wave of racist ultranationalism has surged as well. But the latest Purge brings an all-new terror, because this year the Purge isn't ending. Now searching for a safe place for their families, a migrant couple and their employers will have to work and fight together towards the Mexican border for safety. The Forever Purge fits snugly into the good but not great B-movie category. It's not quite as good as Anarchy and Election Year, but it's still pretty entertaining. The film appears to have a clear focal point, since our main characters are Juan and Adela, a married couple who illegally crossed the Texas border to start a life in America at the start of the movie. And before the purge starts, both Juan and Adela deal with direct or indirect racism from random people or employers who seem to look down on them. However, once the ultra-nationalist purgers get started, Juan, Adela, and the Tucker family, Juan's employers, have to put aside their differences to take out the mutual threats and survive. Now here's where you'd expect this movie to bring its point home with absolutely no subtlety like the last movies did, as these neo-Nazi types try to keep the violence against the powerful and non-white people going. Sometimes it's dead on. For instance, Canada and Mexico first opening their borders to Americans before having them close them due to violent surges. Or the new founding fathers attempting to quell rebellion they used to their advantage. But that's background. The best stuff is that when these two disparate groups, the migrants who fled violence like this and the rich family who wants no part of it, working together and confronting the real enemies. And there's plenty of joint fighting, to be certain. There are plenty of well-staged shootouts and hand-to-hand combat that is among the series' best. But coming together for joint goals or challenging these characters? Not so much. Ideally, the two men, Juan and Dylan, would have to work through a lot of unspoken tension between them, since Dylan has a number of microaggressions, and Juan might be able to get on the Screw the Fat Cats bandwagon. Unfortunately, this all comes down to a single exchange where Juan confronts Dylan about his comments, and Dylan says he's not racist, he just doesn't think they should co-mingle. And Juan says whatever he believes, they're in this together. 
That's a great scene for a movie like this, but it's the only one of its type, and in a franchise that hasn't been afraid of its politics, this feels strange. Granted, when Juan, a group of Native Americans, and Dylan are all teaming up to take down this world's version of QAnon, it's hard not to enjoy it. The verdict is, it's good, but not great. Plenty entertaining, if light on themes, the Forever Purge is good for one-time viewing. 6 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.